0: Hey friend, have you ever gotten a moderate result on a food sensitivity test? What do you do with it? Do you avoid the food, limit it? Will you ever be able to eat that food again? This was a question submitted to me on my free Facebook group recently, and it was so good, I just had to share it. So if you've ever wondered what to do with those pesky, moderate food sensitivity results, this episode is for you. Hey, friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Hey friend, have you been waiting for blood lab bootcamp to reopen or have you ever wanted to jump on a one-on-one call with me and have me look at your whole health history and all your labs and all of everything going on in your health and help you find what to do next? If you have said yes to either of these, then I have great news for you. This April, I am doing a giveaway for the entire month for anybody who leaves a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts between now and April 30th. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, take a screenshot of that rating and review, and post that screenshot on either our Facebook group or by emailing us the screenshot to hello at betterbellytherapies.com with the subject line podcast review. Once you've done this, you will be automatically entered into our giveaway for the opportunity to get free access to Blood Lab Bootcamp and get an unstuck session with me where I do a personalized review of your health history and help you find your next steps that's going to lead to your health breakthrough. Our winners for this contest will be announced on May 4th and you will be privately messaged by email or on Facebook using whichever, whichever way that you submitted your review screenshot by. Feel like you missed any of that? Go and scroll down to our show notes and we have links to leave a rating and review, join our Facebook group, and more there. But now to get to our juicy question from Angela in our Facebook group. She writes, when you have a moderate food sensitivity, does that mean you should avoid it altogether or just limit it? So Angela, there are two different time periods in which you want to be thinking about this food sensitivity. The first time period is short term. and short term, I typically define as less than a year. If you are less than a year out from getting this food sensitivity test, I recommend that you, yes, avoid this food sensitivity as much as you can. This is because whether this is a developed or permanent food sensitivity, which I get more into in episode 59, what is the food best food sensitivity test for you? Whether it's developed or permanent, anytime you eat this food when it's less than a year, you're reintroducing the possibility of inflammation in your body and you wanna avoid that as much as possible. So until you have found the root cause of what's going on or other root causes and made sure that, again, those are gonna be things like pathogens, heavy metals, mineral imbalance, any form of toxin, poor detox pathways, your detox pathways aren't opening. You want to make sure all of that's cleaned up long enough that your leaky gut heals. Because leaky gut is not a a matter of giving yourself some nice supplements like L-glutamine, things that get marketed as, oh, this heals leaky gut. Like Leaky gut is caused by inflammation. So get rid of the causes of inflammation then give yourself some nice foods and supplements and the leaky gut will heal. So yes, avoid that moderate food sensitivity. When it comes to moderate food sensitivities, a couple uh, things that I do recommend when it comes to the mindset around it is some, some just easy tips. Don't buy it at the grocery store. Don't cook with it at home. Don't keep it in your pantry. So if you are sensitive to onion in a moderately in a food sensitivity test, then you're going to want to don't buy onion at home or at the grocery store. Don't cook with it at home. Don't keep it in your pantry. When you're out and about, you are maybe eating with, eating with a friend or you are at a restaurant. So eating with friend, you're at, at somebody else's home, you're at a potluck, something like that. Don't eat a dish that, or buy a dish that it's clearly has onion as a main ingredient. It's like onion soup. Um, and if you can ask for onion off, there's onion on a burger, ask for it off. If there's any way that you can get that onion out of a salad that your friend made you made you just pick it off. And you can always explain to them like, Hey, I, ju- I found it recently. I'm sensitive to this and it's not a big deal. Um, however, if, if, with onion, one of the things that I come across, if someone's moderately sensitive to it, sometimes they freak out because they're like, oh, well, there's things like onion powder. And I don't know if maybe the chicken that was marinated at the restaurant had onion powder in it. And it's just like, at that point, it's really granular, like literally onion powder, it's granular, (laughs) but you're thinking really, really small. If that was gluten in that, in that, um, marination or marinade for the, for the chicken at the restaurant. Yes. Avoid that. But typically people who are sensitive to onion, it's actually typically also a temporary food sensitivity anyways. And so it's not worth the mental stress of, am I being exposed to this very, 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 very small quantity. But definitely if you can see the onion, if you know, it's in the, in the dish, don't, don't eat the dish or, Pick, pick the onion out or, or ask for it. So it's really easy at home and then out and about. It's a little bit more about being wise and, and, but also not adding stress. Because if you are so stressed about a possible you know, exposure to a very, very small amount of this food sensitivity, it's just not worth it. So that's typically what I recommend, unless it's the big ones again, which are going to be like gluten, dairy, grains, those are the really, really mean stuff that's going to hurt you. And typically the reason why is because those gluten, dairy, and grains tend to fall into what I call the long-term or permanent food sensitivities. So this gets into, if you have a food sensitivity test, you've gotten it. It's been a year. You've healed all of the root causes. You've stayed away from this moderate food sensitivity. Most likely, if it's a, if it's a temporary food sensitivity, you have healed that temporary food sensitivity. And that's because you healed your leaky gut, which again, healing leaky gut is getting rid of the sources of inflammation, then giving yourself some appropriate support Usually through supplementation and some foods where you can support a faster healing leaky gut while, again, still avoiding all the sources of inflammation, which might include that food or, again, other pathogens. And then after you've given yourself just time, you just need some time for that leaky gut to heal, then you can reintroduce the food. Um, So, long term, if it is a, um, you can know if you're gonna heal from that food possibly at least heal from that food by looking at the test you were taken that you took or were given. So you want to see, um, there's one food sensitivity test we do called the MRT. It's a whole food sensitivity test. So whole food means it looks at the whole piece of banana going into your gut. And does that create an immune response to that whole piece of food? Whole food testing is typically only done, uh, has a mediate, it's mediated by leaky gut. So if you are sensitive to a whole food banana test, it means that it's leaky gut mediated and you can likely heal from it. If it's a food peptide test, this is like the zoomer test we do in our clinic. Then that's a... permanent food sensitivity test. So if you get a moderate sensitivity to some wheat peptide or gluten peptide, because a peptide is like a little broken down protein chunk of that food, you are never going to heal from that. And so yes, you actually want to avoid that more intensely because a moderate food result, sensitivity result on that test doesn't necessarily correlate with the severity. It just correlates with how high your immune system is responding to it. And if your immune system is suppressed or depressed in any way, you might not realize it is, then it will look moderate because your immune system is simply weak at the moment that this test was taken. So to summarize, when you get that food sensitivity test, you wanna ask yourself, is it, am I still in the short term? Am I looking to heal the root cause? If I have, then you can look at reintroducing that food once your symptoms are gone for two to three months. You really want your symptoms completely gone for two to three months before you reintroduce that food at all. Because when you reintroduce that food that you were sensitive to moderately on a whole food test, that will be your test. If do I get symptoms again? If you get symptoms again, stay off that food. If you did a permanent food sensitivity test, then you are going to want to never eat that food again. And again, it's not like, I can eat it sometime. Anytime you eat, if you have a permanent food sensitivity test, anytime you eat that food, you are reintroducing inflammation, just like you took arsenic. It's a toxin to your body at that point. So you want to know what type of test you took. Talk with your provider who did that test. They might not know. I see that all the time. Uh, That is why you want to work with someone who actually knows what type of testing they do. Is it whole food or is it food peptide? And even like in my case, we offer both for different scenarios because there's two different types of tests. And again, if you want to learn more about the two different types of testing more in depth, go listen to episode 59, which is titled, what is the best food sensitivity test for you? I have a link in my show notes for that. And lastly, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I want a question answered by Allison. This was amazing. This was so in depth. I have more questions coming up or there's something else I want to know about. You can ask me a question directly by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison or clicking the link in the show notes. For to that and you can submit a question to me, or if you are on Facebook, you can join our free Facebook group at betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook or by clicking the link in the show notes. I regularly am asking you questions in our Facebook group and figuring out what questions you have that I can be answering. I love doing that in the Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook, just join our group and you can be part of the question asking fun. So again, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison or click the link in the show notes to leave a question or if you are a Facebook user go to betterbellytherapies.com/slash Facebook or again click link in the show notes and you can join our Facebook group there. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of and you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.